on, Steeler fans. Welcome to Behind the Steel Curtains, the burning question, the Steelers' burning question, as we take that one inquiry going into the game with the Seattle Seahawks in week two and decide what is most pressing for the Pittsburgh Steelers going into this week. Hello, fans. Once again, my name is Brian Anthony Davis. You could call me bad. And uh, I am filling in this week for uh, Jeff Hartman. Um, Dave Schofield did it last week. In fact, you're going to see more of us on the burning question as we rotate through this. So uh, we'll have fun today. We'll get this going. Um, so the Pittsburgh Steelers had a really rough week last week. Um, starting out the season, not the way we wanted to. 33-3 to loss, which uh, ironically enough, I picked that 33 score. I uh, just kind of thought the Steelers on the other end would have uh, – a lot closer to 30, but with that being said, got to get a win. And uh, Thomas White brings it up right away. He's like, yep, that's the burning question. That's the answer right there. He's like, getting a win. Um, I get it. We definitely have to get a win, but how's that going to be achieved? And uh, for me, that's one of the, the big burning question for me. And uh, we're going to bring that up next. But uh, as far as the live chat, definitely want to hear from you. I will go ahead and answer questions towards the end of the show. Um, so we'll go ahead and do that. Um, so feel free to go ahead. And if you have a question, if you have a super chat question where you throw money into the pot, into what we call the, uh, we call it the tip jar, but that tip jar is to go ahead and have contests like the David DeCastro football contest we have going on right now. So there's uh, plenty of good things that that goes to, um, but I will answer that a little later on. Um, but the question this week is, who are we really relying on here for the product on the field? Is it more the coaches or is it the players? So um, William Mallory mentions that it was a bad week and we go B-A-D. I think that's a shout out to my initials. I appreciate that. Thanks. Um, yeah, it's uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully uh, we can have uh, good bad this week. That's, that's what we're hoping for. So if you're looking at it now, you know, reading all the comments, and we as Steeler Nation were pretty upset about uh, what occurred in New England last week. And, you know, you could go two ways on this. Uh, you could blame the game plan, which uh, I was doing a little more of, or you could blame the uh, performance on the field and there could be plenty of reasons why that uh that performance was uh was precipitated that way um you know we had drops by dante moncrief and i know uh dante has been the whipping post um in the last week um apparently he had a broken digit on one of his hands or a uh sprain or something that he was uh that he was trying to uh you know, overcome, but Ben went to him 10 times. Um, he only uh, caught three balls. So uh, that's, that's a player issue there, but was it the play calling Ryan, Ke Ryan uh, Kellerman brings that up and he really thinks it was the play play calling. And uh, so he's calling uh, out Randy Feetner on that, which um, I thought the offensive game plan was uh, definitely unimaginative. So we need to take this a step further though. Um, who are we putting the onus on here, but what needs to be done and what avenue needs to be fixed even more to go ahead and go forward against Seattle? 
Now, Seattle is uh, typically a, a rough team um, in the early goings. When I say a rough team, uh, they don't do very well, especially on the East Coast in the early goings. Um, Jeff and Lance on the show the other night, I believe it was Wednesday night, had an insider from Seattle um, come in and say just that that uh, they don't really get it going, um, especially traveling in the early goings. So that could be very well. Dave Schofield brought up a great stat the other night on the uh, Steelers preview. And uh, the the total points scored last week in the last, excuse me, in the last two games, the two home games against Seattle in 2007 and um, 2000. I believe it was uh, 2011. Um, those last two games, they scored zero points whatsoever. So, um, Cree, one of the great, uh, one of the uh, great commenters on our show, thinks it was both play calling was poor, but execution was even worse. So, um, what do we really need to do on this? Um, Nico Suave, which is a fantastic name, by the way. Um, I absolutely love that. I, I would love to hear how that came about. He thinks it was a combination of uh, both for sure. Um, definitely, that's what Nico says. Um, Thomas White thinks Moncrief should be scaled back until he proves himself. Um, we can't survive a Boswell-type disappointment at wide receiver. Well, you know, the good thing about the wide receiver position is you go you have five guys six guys that could go ahead and assume that role what we really need is someone to take the onus off of juju now juju had six catches for 78 yards but a lot of people did not feel he was getting separation is it on juju as well um or are we we basically saying it's on the whole 53 so my question to you then is let's go ahead and ask another burning question what was the bright spot? What bright spots could we find going into the Seattle game? Um, I would definitely say if he's 100% healthy, I think TJ Watt would be definitely a bright spot. Um, you know what? He got he got some pressure in there. They were double teaming him. Like, no got in there. He had one opportunity to absolutely maul Brady and he got this ugly ball off that I don't know whether it was tipped or just a lob, a desperation that was still completed. That's the kind of, the, that was the story of the game. That's where everything was going. Um, who do we get, to, who do we need to get involved more too? That's another question. Um, my, my answer to that, and I'll just go ahead and, uh, you know, I every show I try to wear a different jersey, so I'm going to pan down here i think this number right here the vanimal we gotta get number 89 going and that's just getting him the ball sure he did not have a great preseason but uh they actually wow that's my actual name oh, okay what i know i get sidetracked here but Nico Suave, that's my actual name, bad. Laugh out loud. I love the song Rico Suave, too, though. That's great. And if you don't know the song Rico Suave, it was a 1990 hit by Gerardo. Um, 
actually 1991 hit called Rico Suave. It's very catchy. Check it out on iTunes or uh, wherever you uh, pirate your music or do whatever you do. Um, if there's a, uh, a jukebox around too, the Daredevil. I don't think that's his real name. Um, but great tattoo, Daredevil. I, I like that. Uh, Washington needs to take advantage of Seattle's secondary. That's uh, you remember a time that we couldn't really uh, we couldn't really take advantage of the Seattle secondary because it was so good. But it's a different day and age um, in the Emerald City now with that secondary. Uh, definitely, Washington could really take the top off of that team. Um, he is a deep threat. Uh, Moncrief could actually be a deep threat too. I just would like to see, I, I think the quick fix there is uh, give Washington more opportunities. He had 50% of the opportunities compared to 90% of the plays, 90% um, <laughs> of the plays that Washington had. So maybe we flip that around. Look, Moncrief had a horrible game, but I, they're not going to go away from him. And uh, let's give him another chance to go ahead and get back in there. Um, Thomas White thinks the defense actually looked good. The team is definitely not weak. Steelers went from 20 to 1 to 30 to 1 to win the Super Bowl. Hey, that's that's not horrible odds. Um, yeah, getting bent with Bo agrees with me. Remember when you couldn't take advantage of our secondary. But getting back to what I said, who do we need to go ahead and rely on? Who are the bright spots? I thought in the fourth quarter, Vance McDonald looked pretty good, but they didn't, they didn't dial up his number until the fourth quarter. That's a guy that I definitely uh, really feel that they need to get involved more because that guy could take the onus off of Juju Smith-Schuster as well. Juju is a number one wide receiver. We've thought that throughout the preseason we thought that since mr third and fifth left town um we thought all those things but now after one game we are uh now we're saying he's no longer a number one wide receiver now we're saying mike monchek's gone and the line's not as good we're looking for so many scapegoats here look i am ready to go ahead and uh, let's put that game behind us. Um, look, Dennis Sheridan, good. That's a good point. Vance was blanketed by Chung the entire game. Um, so you, that's a reason being, but we need to go ahead and we need to go ahead and uh, try to get him open. So that's uh, definitely will be on the game plan. Another thing, uh, Rhino Tool can't get pushed on 10-yard arcs against Seattle. Yeah, he uh, that was a guy we were really excited about coming into the season and uh, reverted back to uh, what we've seen uh, a lot in the last uh, the last five years. Um, GW Lilly, I mean, look, I'm not going to uh, discount this. I mean, that's not my stance, but a lot of people want a new head coach. So um, original burning question then, is it coaching? that is more paramount to the product that we see on the field or is it the execution is it actually the players so i uh, keep on chiming in on that uh need to get number 30 involved ryan kellerman says that um <laughs> says chung should have been in jail as well um laugh out loud yeah probably should have but um yeah i can't even comment on that um that's uh Gosh, that's talk about throwback to the '80s. He was like, a, "What did he get busted for cocaine or something?" Gosh, I I expect Tubbs and Crockett to 
come looking for him um, when they go down into Miami coming up uh, this weekend. Um, <laughs> gosh, Miami Vice reference, how to do it. I'm an 80s guy. Um, yeah, look, uh, execution is a big thing. Coaching, sure, we're going to, you're going to get a big loss like this. We're going to go straight to the head coach. Um, look, I'm, uh, I've been accused of being a, a Mike Tomlin homer. And uh, I have no problem with that. <laughs> and then here we go. Um, <laughs> I'm love. If you're look, if you're listening to this, and you're not on uh, YouTube, you can't see these comments. So, um, getting bent with Bo mentions that cocaine is a hell of a drug. Um, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, I believe that is a Dave Chappelle reference. Uh, I hope I'm wrong. Right with that, and uh, Jared Devil. I'm just gonna put that up for a second. Uh, accusing uh, Robert Kraft of uh, paying off judges with uh, Asian workers. Um, so Ryan Kell Kellerman brings up brings up something here, and uh, if if Tomlin gets fired, he will get so many offers immediately, and uh, that's the thing. I mean, we see these graphics besides. Bill Belichick, you have the best winning percentage over the last few years. You know, it's, I mean, over his entire career is next is Mike Tomlin. I mean, we forget the fact that now this could, I mean, this could open up, you know, an entire avalanche of uh, a debate on Mike Tomlin. But remember, he's never officially had a losing season. Eight and eight's not a losing season. Um, so we haven't seen that for. From him, and we tend to, in everything, um, wax poetically about the guy that was here before. Um, and I remember a time. I mean, if we go back twenty years ago in '99, everybody wanted Mike Tomlin's head. There was three years in a oh, excuse me, Bill Cowher's head. There were three years in a row where, yep, that's uh, they did not make the playoffs. Um, Nico mentions Tomlin just needs to learn how to finish in big games. It, they just never got started. I uh, The thing that if I'm going to go ahead, and uh, now Carlton Curry says this, and I, um, Jared Evel, I've brought up the wrong one. I want to bring up Carlton Curry. Still underachieving, underachieving, giving the talent that we had. Yeah, a lot of talent there. I mean, but if you look at a team like the Kansas City Chiefs and the Philadelphia Eagles, um, when he was there, Andy Reid, uh, there's a guy, too, and no one's really calling for his head right now, too. But if you have a few more seasons of uh, the Chiefs not winning the Super Bowl at all, I mean, you can say the same thing about him. So, you know, there's, there's some different things to look at. My question is, Who's sitting on the couch right now or who's in college that you really want to trust with this team? And are they going to get better results? Um, so it's it's very easy to go ahead and uh, it's very easy to go ahead and uh, and say that as you see uh, my daughter making a uh, making herself known in the background there. Uh, OK, I'm doing a show. Okay, <laughs> that's not what we all wanted to see. Please excuse me for that. Um, <laughs> but with that being said, um, there's so many ways to look at it. 
I want to evoke one of my favorite songs of all time. If we go back to like 1989, it's Cinderella. I'm a glam rocking type of guy. And it's, you don't know what you got until it's gone. And that's basically what I'm trying to say. Um, I really feel that, uh, that uh, we could be asking for it and it could be a whole lot worse. Um, one of the players that, uh, that they're talking about that could help turn it around as a guy that's not even here. And uh, I'm going to bring up Jared devil here. Everyone wants Minka Fitzpatrick. Hey, if that could happen, that would just, uh, that would be absolutely amazing. Um, gosh. Uh, wow. I got a, I think bringing in a guy like uh, Minka would be fantastic with a safety that could play the slot corner. Um, they're, on a list of teams that have inquired about it, um, I would love for them to go ahead and uh, and uh, really look at that because the safety position is kind of uh, one of your weak links right now. Um, I'm going to go ahead and bring up this right now, getting bent with Bo. You were 9-02, Jared Devil. I was 20, LOL. Then there's the others like me who, if we're talking... Gosh, what were we talking? Uh, 02? I was 31. So uh, <laughs> there you go. But uh, that boy Devin says, pull the trigger, Colbert, on Minka Fitzpatrick. Hey, get aggressive because you're going to, you could lose a guy like, guy like Sean Davis next year. And uh, you're standing alone with uh, a guy like Terrell Edmonds. Um, so. Um, Kevin Shin mentions it would cost at least a second round pick with a backup offensive lineman. I'm willing to do that. Um, and uh, the thing about Minka Fitzpatrick there, I mean, he's a class guy. He's a good player. Um, Dave, uh, Dave Schofield brought up, um, he's our stats guy. And, uh, you know, deputy uh, editor here at Behind the Stokes Curtain, he came up with what I thought was fantastic. He uh, he looked at the numbers and looked at what would be a really good offer would be a two and a four to one of those, this jockeying that's going on right now um, with a lot of trades. And you actually saw it in the trade for Devin Bush, getting a, getting a uh, player back, not a player back, but getting a spot back. And we actually saw that with the Ryan Switzer deal. Um, so he was saying the Steelers would get a third back. Um, so the Steelers get like move, get their third round pick back for next year. And uh, then they would go ahead and have give away a second and a fourth and throw in the perceived um, number three that you're going to be getting with Le'Veon Bell, which is basically a fourth. Then you're without a second round pick, and uh, I would go ahead and and do that anytime. Um, do whatever you can to get aggressive, and they've been showing um, that they're not afraid to get aggressive there. So um, I think that'd be off uh, awesome. Um, I would go ahead and and do something like that. But you know what? These players are um, the safety position. Yeah, you had an a guy that played in the AAF last year. Um, 
Dennis, Dennis uh, Sheridan brings up this. Um, I'm going to bring that up after I finish my thought. You have a guy that played in the AAF last year and got exposed, but I still think Cam Kelly could be a decent player, but we want to have Sean Davis in there. We want to have Terrell Edmonds in there more, but bringing a guy like Minko would be really good. Now, Dennis brings this comment up. We have no cap space to even hire a babysitter. Um, yeah, that's uh, yeah, my babysitter's not not cheap here, and and gosh, she's in ninth grade, so um, I really don't even know if I want uh, I want the girl down the street playing safety, but <laughs> I do, yeah, I little levity is needed, but you know, here's the thing, no, there there is uh, there is cap space uh, that could be moved around for next year, especially with uh, with uh, the Tuit contract, and I know Hayden really didn't cost way too much i think he only cost about five against the cap this year um then you have uh antonio brown's numbers going off next year so there is going to be uh there's there's definitely going to be some room to go ahead and do that um and uh as getting bent with bo says it wouldn't be that low of a cap hit they could make it happen um that's what you have the best capologist in the game. You have one of the best money guys in the game that people don't even realize. And that's Omar Khan, who is still here, who could be a general manager um, of the Rams right now. Um, he did not take that position when it was offered to him. Um, so actually, I think he is probably the next general manager of the Pittsburgh Steelers um, with Colbert being only year to year. But um, there's, there are definitely uh possibilities and he is right now on his rookie year with a fifth year option and that's brought up by uh that boy Devin. um love the name i'd love to know uh you know what i would love to just do a show one time um now that we're seeing all these names up here um that are uh always on the live chat i would love to go ahead and know uh the reason for some of these names. I, I think the names are really intriguing. Uh, we found out that Nico Suave is actually a real name. And I think that's fantastic. I would be, in fact, I'd like to change my name to Nico Suave, but uh, I'm not, uh, I'm not looking for uh, women right now, but back in the nineties, I would have used that like crazy. Um, so with that being said, um, we're going to go ahead, open up, the live chat to questions. Um, we really, uh, we really didn't come up with a, uh, an answer to the burning question. If you want my opinion on, on the burning question, it's like, look, players need to execute. And that's, that's definite. We know that I did not like the game plan. I'm not in the fire Tomlin category right now. I'm in the, go ahead and take a look at the uh, coordinator's position first. Um, I'm really not happy with the defensive coordinator. I haven't been for years. And for, the, and for this is now the second season of Randy Feetner being the offensive coordinator. But then you ask me and I'm like, well, is he the offensive coordinator? Is it Ben Roethlisberger? Is uh, Randy Feetner Ben Roethlisberger's puppet? That's why he was hired. I mean, they didn't even look at anybody. They just said, he's the next next guy in um and that's exactly what happened um shut down by the way that's a great name i'm gonna bring this up i think the offense just needs to be more aggressive washington run every route and his body frame is big he can break a lot of tackles he dominated in preseason and is now just put on the shelf so yeah then 
then that's a coaching issue because you're not bringing it in. Um, that boy, Devin, brings this up as a key to this weekend. We need to contain Russell Wilson, not let him get out of the pocket. So you kind of get kind of, uh, so that's where you got to watch. Now on defense, if you're going to go ahead and get aggressive, um, which you definitely want to be aggressive, but when you're too aggressive with a guy like uh, Russell Wilson, he's going to do exactly what that boy Devin just said. And he's going to go ahead and uh, he's going to kill you by getting free and kill you with his legs. So you want to be really careful on that as well. Um, so with that being said, my answer, this was something that we brought up the other night on the preview with Jeff Hartman and Dave Schofield and myself. Um, what we brought up was the fact that you kind of need to shadow him with a guy like Barron or Bush and probably Bush with his sideline to sideline speed. He might be the kind of guy that uh, you want to have shadowing him. And that would be uh, really good. Um, and also getting bent with Bo brings this up and I'm, I'm going to uh, go ahead and pull this up here as well. Look, I don't need to see Metcalf getting 30 to 40 yards gaining on us. That's a guy, everyone's talking about Lockett. Lockett uh, was on the injury report. I don't know where he is as of today. Um, but that's a guy you got to watch. Metcalf is a dangerous rookie, and he really he got free last week against Cincinnati. He could really do well. Um, everybody's agreeing on uh, Darren Dalton getting bent with Bo. They agree that... Uh, um, putting Bush in as a QB spy could equal Russell Wilson shutdown. It's probably uh, where we need to go. And, you know, I'm not as big as an, of an X's and O's guy, but I was kind of proud I came up with that the other day. Um, and uh, that's probably what they need to do. And somebody asked, is this a bounce back week? And uh, that was one of the questions I did ask. I, I did ask for questions and uh, then I, uh, Dem XN plays YT, who doesn't love his name. He said it, not me. Um, I'd love to know the story behind it. It's actually pretty cool. Do you think Bud Dupree is going to have a good game? Bud Dupree needs to have a good game. Um, against this offensive line, he probably could. Um, but that's uh, that's something that uh, he really needs to capitalize on what he did in the preseason, or was that just... Uh, against too much of uh too many scrubs so i really i really think that uh he needs to go out and get it dennis sheridan brings out we better look out for clowny too yeah uh jadavion clowny looked like every bit of a monster last week um he is pretty tough um as far as everything else cree doesn't think i guess he doesn't think bud dupree is going to have a good game I think Bud Dupree, what I saw of him in the preseason, I liked a whole lot better. And that's actually the jersey I almost wore for the show, but I went with Vanimal. Um, I just thought that uh, he wasn't getting blown out 10 yards past the quarterback again. He wasn't overrunning the quarterback. Um, he just didn't have opportunities last week. He didn't, I mean, he was just getting shut down. Um so with that being said, that's really what we need to look at. Here's another question. Um, ha haven't completely read it. Um, 
But should have had a good game last week, but didn't. Yeah, it really did, and he did get shut down. I lost the question. Um, here we go. I'll read this one here. Um, go DRXP. How do we go toward if the Steelers lose? What is the message of the team? Will Tomlin, if we get blown out, which I don't think we will. Um, yeah, so this is the thing. And William Mallory says it better be a bounce-back week. This is the thing. And I've been adamant that you, you just can't shut the door after one loss because there's 15 more games. If you go 0-2, especially if you get blown out, then it's not as much tweaking as really having to you know, take stock in what you have and what's going on. Because at that point, you've got a major problem, especially when you lose to a team like Seattle, who... Seattle struggled with Cincinnati last week in at home, and they're almost an unbeatable team at home usually um, against a uh, a team that is not as good as the Steelers. So the um, the Steelers really um, need to bounce back. They need it for so many reasons. But um, with that being said, I would almost think that uh, if they don't um, goal drop, then it's going to be a problem. Um, so we really, uh, at that point, let's hope we don't have to answer that burning question, but that could actually be the name of the burning question next week. Um, if that happens, where do you go from there? Um, we've seen in the past where you don't burn it down after an Owen two start. Um, but, uh, that's just definitely not in a position you want to be in. Um, Big H asks if we are really looking to pick up this guy from Miami. There, they've inquired, from what I understand. Um, there, you know, anytime a guy um, comes on the market or uh, is said to be looking for a trade, they they always list about maybe six to eight teams that uh, that should inquire, and in some situations. Um, teams that, uh, that are going to inquire too, um, that, that they project to, and they are one of those teams right now. So, um, and they definitely have a need. Well, I mean, but a lot of it is like, uh, you know, picking up the phone. Hey, what are you looking for, for this guy? Okay. You're too rich for my blood. All right. At least I called. Um, so you just don't know exactly where we went. Um, a key to a game, my buddy Cree, we have to run Connor, Connor, Connor. Yes, yes, yes. I agree. Um, he has to, uh, that has to be done to go ahead and, and set up the pass. So um, here's a question. George Teston, uh, I read half of it. Did anyone have a good game last week besides Boswell? Um, you know, I thought... Uh, James Washington had a good week, but he wasn't implemented into it um, as much as he should have. So that's on Ben. That's on the coaches. Um, there was uh, there was a point where uh, they went to uh, Juju had an okay week, but there was a point where he was wide open and um, when Ben was throwing into the end zone and uh, didn't go to Juju as well. Um, TJ Watt had a very good game, I thought, as far as that went. Um, there were some bright spots. Um, but William Mallory says this, and 
this is what I've been thinking all along. We're going to find out a lot about our team this week. And all you need to know is tomorrow, let's see, 25 hours from now, we're going to know if they're showing up. And 28 hours from now, we're going to know for sure what we have going on. Um, Thomas White says, is missing Rosie going to limit the running game? You know, I don't think, because there's a lot of times that they don't put Rosie in there, Roosevelt Knicks. Um, you definitely want to have him in there, but they run a lot of sets without him. But I think they're going to go ahead and look to go ahead and uh, do double back sets with Jalen, um, who is an H-back, a tight end. He could probably help out in that role. Um so, you know, that's a possibility. Here's another question um, that I kind of just sort of answered. Um, what do you think about split back packages with Connor and Samuels? Double screens should work in our favor. That's innovation that I'd like to see them use. Um, but getting back to what we were saying about uh, Rosie Nix, Michael Laney says this. Um, we need to use Benny Snow to block while Nix is out. Hey, that's he's a he's a big burly Back that could go ahead and do that too. Um, Houghton was sent deep instead of Washington, um, but that's not the play I was talking about, Ryan. Um, Houghton was uh, sent on the three and one, and I actually had a problem with that because uh, because we were talking about uh, being imaginative and not and trying to fool the Patriots and not doing the same things that you've done in the past, and they did that in the very first season series in the uh, 2016 AFC championship game um, after that season. And uh, on third and one, they went deep to Sammy Coates and they just seem to be doing the same things and you can't be doing the same thing. So that's why I'm putting a lot of the burning question on the coaching staff, mostly the coordinators, um, Feetner slash Roethlisberger and, uh, you know, also Butler. Um so uh, Snell was great in special teams in the preseason, says Gold Drop. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I definitely think so. Um, everybody agrees on the two back sets, um, and just a fan wants balance, and I completely agree with that. Also need balance when we do throw the ball. Washington, Johnson, McDonald, and Juju together with our running game are formidable weapon for success. I agree, and that's why I wore the 89 today. And this is not a Matt Spath jersey. It is definitely a uh, McDonald jersey. Um, King Hutchinson, do you feel the offensive line is the same? Yeah. Um, the the key is having Pouncey in there. Um, I uh, he hasn't been practicing, so I'm not sure that uh, I'm not sure whether he is going to get a hat tomorrow. Um, that might have changed, and something I may have missed. But uh, Pouncey is a definite key. Look, Sean Surratt has been there for seven years with Mike Munchak. He knows this line. You have a veteran line. You have a tough line um, that uh, they should not be dropping back because um, the schemes haven't changed with him gone. And these are guys that have been doing it under him and they can continue to do it. Um, Ryan Kellerman wants to put big Dan McCullers as a fullback, like the fridge. That would be hilarious. And, uh, Darren Dalton. I would love this. I'm going to bring this up. I hope 
and he has a strong feeling that Deontay Johnson can be spectacular in screen plays. Deontay Johnson's a guy you need to you need to find a way to get in there. Um, Dennis Sheridan, Sing Pouncey will play um, good. I just wanted to make sure. Um, JJ Hernandez said, I told you the Steelers are only going to win four games last time. I said that um, he brought that. Uh, I said that you guys booting me off. <laughs> um, I never booted you off, JJ. Um, I, uh, I have, uh, have no problem with your opinion. Um, he thinks the Steelers are going to get, get destroyed again with Seattle and he's a Steeler fan. And Hey, I know, uh, look, I pick against the Steelers, JJ. I, I get it. And, um, so I understand we can, we can choose to worry about those things and, and, uh, that's valid. I have, I have a buddy that, that's been coming to my house every day, every game for the last 11 years. And, uh, he is a very pessimistic fan and, uh, that doesn't mean that he doesn't love the team. He's just, that's where he's looking at it. And, uh, he's, I'm a very optimistic fan. And, uh, so with that being said, you know, uh, that's, uh, you're entitled to that opinion and I respect it. I'm not booting you off. Um, but the only way I'm booting you off is if you're, uh, if you're just divisive to, uh, another commenter or one of the hosts, um, if you're, if you're saying so, if you're being completely rotten, but Hey, um, and I'm not accusing you of being a pessimist. I'm just like, if you're, if you're, uh, believing that, that it's not looking better. Hey, that's valid. I have no problem with that. So, uh, so, uh, just, you know, keep on going with that too. I mean, I'm fine. Um, and he considers himself a true Steelers fan. See, we, he just sees weaknesses. A lot of us, gosh, you should have seen if you weren't on the post game, we had about 450 commenters. I wasn't even on that show. Um, but, uh, we, everyone was upset after the, that new England game. And it was a really rough game. And, uh, but for me, I'm one of those guys. Um, <laughs> Cree brings this up. That's Lance too. laugh out loud. And uh, yeah, I mean, we, we all have different roles and we all have different feelings on it. And we look at things different. I mean, in my household, my wife's one that worries and I'm the rose colored glasses guy. I'm, I'm the, the guy that says, "Oh no, it's gonna it's gonna be great if we just do this and do this." I'm just the optimist. We we balance each other out. Um, but uh, but as far as everything goes, um, JJ, do you live in Seattle? That's that's really cool. Um, that's uh, but no, you're not getting booted out, buddy. Um, like I said, unless you're unless you're saying. Uh, ridiculously horrible things to people and you're not so don't worry about it um but uh anyways um but with that being said it's a new day tomorrow and that's what that's what we're gonna have to hope for we're gonna have to hope that they can go ahead and overcome this um and i i gotta believe they've been working all week long to go ahead and overcome this you might see a completely different team and um so and we've seen that in the past. We've, uh, you know, New England's a kryptonite team for these guys. The Steelers are typically a kryptonite team for the Chiefs. I know it wasn't last year, but uh, 
they they really do that. You know, um, you just got to believe that they're going to come in with pride, ready to do their business and go ahead and win this game. So that's uh, what I'm hoping for. We're going to have a lot of these questions answered tomorrow. Um, and uh, you, they just need to come out strong. And uh, I think uh, I think we're looking at it at it that way. So with that being said, thank you everybody for uh, your questions. Thanks. Uh, I love the spirit here. Remember, we're a community of Steeler fans, and we're in this together. I appreciate all of you. Um, remember, behind the steel curtain for all of your Pittsburgh Steeler needs. Look, we've got uh, all of the articles to preview the game. We have commentary. We have uh, we have fun stuff. We have uh, Tony and I arguing it out. Um, in uh, point counterpoint now, um, we have a lot of things going on. So everything you need, Pittsburgh Steelers, BTSC, a part of uh, SB Nation, is something you need to check out all the time. We have about seven podcasts going a week. That's uh, you're going to hear it all here. And uh, as we go, keeps on uh, it keeps on growing. And as it grows, we keep on bringing in. Uh, bringing in names and uh, more insight. We had Max Starks on uh, two weeks ago. Um, we had a gentleman from Seattle that uh, that Lance and Jeff had on the show, an insider for the Seahawks. So um, there's lots of things going on. We're glad to have you. Guys, I hope we're celebrating tomorrow. Just uh, Let's just keep the faith on this. And that's the burning question. My name is Brian Anthony Davis. Thank you so much for your time. We'll talk to you later. Thank <laughs> you.